Ladies and gentlemen, this is the voice of Jay Michaels returning once again to the podcast. Many of you have seen uh, the video program that's been running for most of this pandemic. Uh, thanks to the, uh, the technology known as Zoom, I've been able to interface with guests, uh, uh, I, I, I say this literally, around the world on, on independent art, both theater and film. Well, now we have a very interesting guest here. We have the voice of Artie Cabrera. Artie Cabrera uh, is not doing film. He's not doing theater. He has created a new magazine. Now we say new, but I'm gonna say new and improved because what Artie has done is basically take the finest of famous monsters of film land, the most innovative of Starlog, the most compelling of Omni, the most, uh, the most blunt of Fangoria, and he's put them all together and then covered the whole thing in a lovely syrup of heavy metal. And he has created Gravity City. Now, Gravity City is also immersive on so many levels, and he's going to tell us about it. This is a magazine with the web content, with immersive opportunities, with, with an open door for new artists and new, uh, new writers. It's, it's really quite compelling. And if you've seen issue one and two, and you can, when you purchase a ticket, to Phoenix Fearcon, that's phoenixfearcon.com, because everyone who buys a ticket gets a free copy of issues one and two. Issue three will be on the newsstands, or in this case, the virtual newsstands, very soon. Artie, welcome. Glad to hear you. Hey, this sounds like a really cool magazine. Why do I buy it? Well, you're going to get us, that. You're going to tell oh. us that. Uh, so, so, first and foremost, uh, tell us about you. Tell us. What brought you to Gravity City? Oh, I'm um, not very interesting. But um, in terms of Gravity City, I, I created Gravity City about four or five years ago by accident, which I think a lot of art comes out of, you know, accidents, happy accidents. Um, and from there, I've just been nurturing this brand or characters. And uh, there's so many levels to it. Like, you know, we've been writing books. We've been developing a world. Um, we actually have three novels coming out next year. Um, and as a spinoff, um, we started a magazine, but it's not directly, how would I put it, uh, James? It's not like, it's not, um, it's like a shoot, like an offshoot of the world, but it's like a brochure for everything Gravity City and it also its own thing. So while it's not necessarily devoted to sci-fi, it's sci-fi based and it's got humor, it's got the art, it's got the literature, uh, it's got the imagery, um, it's got the spoof uh, gadgets that we, I love, um, you know, growing up reading Mad Magazine or um, Cracked um, National Lampoons, I've always loved the snark and humor and, you know, um, you know, look, taking something that's serious and put, spinning it on his head and making fun of it. Like, I just, that's pretty much the direction I wanted to go with Gravity City. So, so. that's really cool. So, so you started it as a book series. Now, these books all, for lack of a better term, take place in Gravity City? Yeah, the Gra Gravity City, the fictional world, is a space opera. Um, very much in line, like, if you were to take, you know, and the, the line that we use when while writing we call it the taxi driver meets star Wars. Ah. So it's like star Wars. If you were to lace it with like a very gritty, 
New York City 70s uh, flair, you know. So picture like Death Wish or Warriors or um, Dirty Harry, but throw in space elements. And that's pretty much where we started. You know, it's so um, funny. Yeah. It, it, it's obviously you're clairvoyant because when you look at the Mandalorian, they're sort of, that's that's the thing. It's like after the Empire has fallen, you're kind of looking at it as, as okay, after... Uh, uh, after technology is in, what uh, what shit can the world get into? And and right. you seem to have given us that's great. And so we have these series. Now you say we. Who's the we? Um, well, I created it, and I have a collaborator, um, Christopher, Christopher Valen, um, and he's we've been working on the books together for the last um, year or so. Oh, that's I mean, we're always like we're always like collaborating on something you know we're always like throwing ideas around but in this last year we just finished off the, the first book of the series um the second book is done um we're just starting the third book wow um and christopher is also once you get into the magazine you'll see that he's been very um he's very uh involved in terms of like the interviews like um, in the first, second, I'm sorry, second interview, he um, interviewed um, Andre Bermanis, who is the sci-fi, the science consultant on Star Trek, or sorry, uh, what was Next Generation. Wow. Um, currently, the sci-fi, I keep saying sci-fi, it's not sci-fi, it's the science consultant on the Orville. So basically, he's the guy who stands on set, stands around on set, and when, like if they want to do something um, regarding time travel he could sit there and go, well, that's not how, how it works. So whether they listen to him or not, I don't know, but that's, <laughs> that's basically like his job there. That's really incredible. It's, I've always been impressed with, uh, uh, with, with the, the continuity and the, the authenticity of some science fiction and horror films that when you really get down to them, that there's the foundation of everything from ancient, from ancient history to, to futuristic technology. So, so you have right. these three books, and from there you said, you know what? Let's now let's now put color to this, and and so now uh, the the story of Gravity City has become a magazine series now. Well, what happened was I had already written um, the second book, right? Um, but since I teamed up with Christopher, he's like, I have an idea for a prequel. Um, so we worked on that, and it's just incredible. It's an incredible story. Um, the second book is just as good. Uh, the third book is going to be bananas because, uh, you know, and it's going to be hard because, you know, starting something is easy. Ending is really hard. Um, and so we're just, you know, basically taking our time now to really formulate the third book and really deliver on that. But I will tell you how Gravity City Magazine started. Please. And, uh, I was talking to Margie. Margie is also one of our partners. She's um, very efficient in what she does. Uh, just when they were talking. Her. What's Margie's last huh? name? Mendoza. Mendoza. Margie Mendoza. I've spoken to her. That's she. Uh, she. She's your science officer in our in our conversation. She, she strikes me. Yeah. <laughs> she, no, she's more like the corrections. The corrections officer. <laughs> I'm like, I want to put this picture of booze in the magazine. No, you can't. You can't. That's not. No, do not do that. Okay. Okay, mom. Um, so while we were talking, because my, 
well, I see when I was trying to promote Gravity City, the brand on like, you know, Facebook and all that. Um, she had just mentioned in passing, you know, why don't you do a magazine? I was like, wow. Um, I would have never thought of doing one, you know, because that was not where my focus was. And I'm like, well, what would that entail? She's like, you know, and she walked me through it. And I got so excited. I cannot tell you. It was like dynamite. It's like I got hit by lightning, you know. Um, so within a couple of weeks, um, you know, <clears throat> I just started, uh, you know, uh, sketching out what the magazine would look like, what I wanted. And I had the the benefit of the magazine not existing yet. So there were no rules to really abide by. Right. Oh, it could cool. be anything. Yeah. So I looked at all the magazines I liked, you know, which, you know, as you mentioned, Fangoria, um, Starlog, you know, mad. I said, what if you took all these things and you just mishmashed them together? You know, um, with the spoof ads and the fake, uh, you know, gadgets and stuff like that. And, uh, and that's basically what happened. And, you know, it initially was not, I didn't want to call it gravity city at first. Cause I'm like, well, this has got nothing directly to do with the books or what the stories have been up, to, um, pretty much in line. What at that point, and she, and Margie was the one who suggested, yeah, no, you're branding something, call it gravity city. And I'm like, yeah, all right. So, you know, and that's where we kicked off, and now we're up to issue three. That's uh, and it's serendipitous. I'm speaking to you now. You have three books and three issues of the magazine. I looked over. Yeah. I looked. I looked over issues one and two, and yes, you are a brilliant homage. Uh, and I can't say to a magazine. I have to say, a brilliant homage to a whole genre of magazines: the the sci-fi, horror, fantasy sort of. Of fan memorabilia magazines, you've really hit it on the head. Uh, there, it's well, there's nothing like it out there right now. No, and so, um, so that's what pretty much there was. There was the first initial um, kick of like, ooh, magazine. That's an exciting idea. But then when I realized when I did my look, because you know you always want to see what the market looks like, right, and see what's out there. And um, you know, sci-fi market right now in terms of like, uh, you know ebooks you know fiction it's so thick it, the competition is so thick so you kind of want to look at what's popular you want to see it's either um sci-fi military or heart science fiction you know there's a bunch of them but when i looked at what um sci-fi magazines were out there now okay and i'm not saying we're going to do it better than anyone else but you look at what's on the table and you know of course you have heavy metal right but heavy metal is strictly artwork. It's like, you know, comic panels and all that stuff. So that's cool. There wasn't much to be worried about there. And then we, I looked at other things and a lot of people call their magazines magazines, but what they really are is just anthologies with short stories. Not a lot of art, very simple. That's not a bad thing. That's just not what I want to do. So I said, oh, there's nothing like what we're doing out there. You know, and if there is, it, you know, it's not even on the scale that we're doing it. You know, um, let's sound pompous, but no, you, know, you look at where the holes are and you try to fill them in to the best of your ability. And so I think Gravity City, that's essentially why I try to pull off. 
you know. I think, I think you're very smart because uh, uh, in all my travels, people talk about missing these things. I'll mention Fangoria. I'll mention Famous Monsters. I'll mention uh, uh, Mad Magazine even. And, and everyone goes, oh, yeah. And they talk about the good old days. And they talk about when they first bought their issue and whatever. Else. So right. you're, you're hitting a very sentimental market. You're also being very clever because you're connecting it to a book series. So those who those who read, there's no other way to put it, those who read, you're really hitting that market. You're also very clever. I, I always hear people say uh, print is dead, but yours is yeah. a virtual magazine, no? Well, right now, if you look at um, digital subscriptions, mm-hmm. if for magazines, um, that is, it's, it's going up. And I have a feeling, I have a prediction that in the next two years, you're going to see a lot more um, magazines like Gravity City coming out. Yep. Yep. And so that's why it's a very important to me to like kind of, you know, beat everyone in this race right now. Because listen, a year from now, two years from now, someone could come along and do it way better than what we're doing. But at least knowing that, you know, we're doing it now. Yep. Yeah. You know I mean, because, you know, we don't have $10 million um, in our budget to really, you know, conquer the land. Um, but I'm feeling we can get there if, you know, we stay true to what this magazine should, should be, or, you know, I think it's something special. I mean, yeah, it's my baby, but not all our babies grow up to be doctors, you know, um, (laughs) you know, some grow up to be lawyers, some grow up to be, you know, 35 years old sitting on the couch, you know, potato crumb, potato chip crumbs on their lap, you know, uh, that's fine. But I think with this particular in particular it is something very cool and i think it's fun and that's the key word that i use from the beginning i'm like i want this to be fun i don't want it to be sterile i don't want it to be too brainy um although i think you should have some of that it's just like playboy had its articles it also had its like you know centerfolds right right but no one ever read the articles of course (laughs) uh right so i read a few articles yeah so with this i like I didn't want to just make it for the dodos. I wanted like for instance, like the first issue had um an article from one of our friends, um Terry, who works at NASA. Mm-hmm. Um oh, I didn't Terry know R. Hill. Yeah, he works at NASA. And you know, I, I basically asked him, like, what's the deal with Space Force? And is it even possible? Like what's realistically speaking, because you know, you can have all the politicians on TV saying, Oh, we're gonna do Space Force, but they never go into detail. They never tell you what it entails. Right. They never tell you what it's going to look like. They never have a drawing board up on the on the you know stage or anything. Um, so I asked my friend Terry, "What does that like look like?" And can you write about it? You know, it's just like a basic you know rundown. He did a fantastic job. Um, so that's why I mean, you could go into this this magazine and read something as ridiculous as um, you know, not read, but like you see the the fake ads are so stupid. You know what? Um, I'm going to contradict you. Uh, your magazine is gorgeous. Your artwork is beautiful, and and yes, you have very literate articles. And because it's so, uh, what's the word? I'm, because it's so uh, such attention to detail, I almost believed some of those ads at first. I would, <laughs> I say, do they really have? And then I go, oh, he's kidding me. These are fake ads. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, so your attention to detail is excellent, and those ads gave me a good laugh. Once I realized they were fake, it gave me a good laugh. Well, can I tell you where the fake ad idea came from? Please. Like legitimately, originally, um, it was because we didn't have sponsors. 
I'm like, how, how am I going to fill up? Cause if you ever talk to Margie again, my biggest concern was like, well, how many pages does that have to be? She's like, and her number number she threw out at me was like, just make it like 25 pages. I'm like, am I, can I even do 25 pages? She's like, you'll, you'll be surprised what you can do with 25 pages. And she was right. So what happened was I'm sitting here thinking, but we don't have any sponsors. We have nothing to promote. I said, you know what? For now, I'm just going to make fake ads to like fill in the gap. And that just became one of the things, you know? Um, so it wasn't like an original, like it didn't, I didn't have that idea from the top that just came out of necessity. <laughs> You're right. So yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do a bunch of fake ads. So like we get the real ads and then, you know, but I don't think I'll ever phase out the fake ads because they're, they're, they are kind of, I call them stupid. It's not because I don't like them, but they're so ridiculous. I can't, I'm trying to think of one um, off the top of my head. There's like so many, um, I don't know. I can't, th- I can think of a couple, but they're so dumb. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I have to tell you, you're, you're a bit young to remember these, but um, there was something when I was a kid, you could collect what they called wacky packages. And these were little stuff. Oh, yes. Yep. And no, they, I remember. And these were send ups of products. They would change the name of products or they'd do something different to them. And they were this hilarious group of cards. And I loved them. And when I saw your ads, it reminded me of that. So again, you're, you're hitting the, the, the memory portion of all of us beautifully, even on your ads. Right. So like you remember, you know, sea monkeys, right? Yeah, of course. So I looked at, I, I, I kind of, I ran back down memory lane. I'm like trying to think of all the old ads that I remember uh, without cheating and looking at Google um, for, for vintage stuff. And I'm like, sea monkeys, everyone remembers sea monkeys. So I'm like, what, how can I make my own sea monkeys? Right. And I came up with my happy, happy parasite friends, (laughs) you know, little parasites that you can grow and they come in a little powder pack. And, uh, (laughs) you know, here's the thing, like there are ideas that come to me that there's just so like, astronomically ridiculous and like yeah if it makes me giggle makes puts a smirk on my face then it's worth it and i'll go in and i'll just design you know an ad for it like my um bullet bucket um see i i I laugh it's just as i think about it but um so yeah so on a on on a a multi it's you it's a variety magazine it's like a party mix and there's another right. memorabilia. You're handing us a variety show online. You're handing us insightful articles by 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 real people. You're handing yeah, real you're real handing articles. Yeah, new yeah. literature by by emerging authors. Uh, and you're handing us the memorabilia of wacky packages and the variety show and and uh, and and the the clever wit of people like Fari Ackerman for famous monsters. You've given us all of this. So when we pick this up, whether whether you're 20 or you're not 20, like I am, you're going to remember something that's going to really make you smile. So your magazine's compelling. And then you throw the whole thing online in a magazine format, which I think is gorgeous. Now let's talk about the artwork and the literature. Where do you get those gorgeous, uh, where do you get the gorgeous artwork and where do you get the really uh, powerful short stories? Um, a lot of the artwork I get from networking with artists. Um, you know, I, I mean, I am just floored sometimes when I see an image and you'll see, you've seen a number of them in the, in the issues 
um, that I just need to make one a double panel. And I, I, it's now my habit to make each magazine open up with a double panel. Um, in issue one, you see that astronaut on like a space motorcycle. Yeah, it was great. Was and great. I, when I saw that, I was like, I need this. And I begged for it. Um, you know, and like I was fortunate enough to get it. So I'm like, if a magazine is going to open up big, you got to open it with this image. So right? Because it just screams. You just spoke uh-huh. other artists. You just yeah 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 you know I, I kind of rifle through like galleries and stuff and I'll, I'll pick stuff that like you know there are things that I, I absolutely love but like it won't they won't necessarily work in the magazine you know so I pick things that kind of just really jump out at me and kind of tell a story or that has this, like a special vibe to it um, and so like for instance like the the motorcycle the astronaut motorcycle or um, there's one in issue two that I kind of I converted into a fake ad, but it's the guy who's like drowning in the green goo. Oh yes, yes, yeah, that was one of my favorite. yeah. So I turned that into like a cold medicine um, fake ad. Yeah, I think that's um, the one that I almost thought was real. I think that's the one. I yeah. <laughs> it was. I think it's the best one. Um, it's the cleanest, you know, and and like this was during the uh, the start of the pandemic. Right, right. So, you know, I had, you know, we were all so uh, concerned with, you know, um, COVID that all you all you heard about was like cold medicine and, you know, hand sanitizer, which the second ad I did was the ham sanitizer. And, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, and so we have like, we have, we have Purell all over the house. So just one day I'm like, poor gal, you know, and it's so dumb. It's not supposed to be funny. I'm like, this is not going to be funny. But like when I got to designing it, it was like, oh, it's the Purell is not to like alcohol based. It's like bacon grease, you know, like gel. And it's just, it's so ridiculous, but it's funny because if you see it visually, it works. I think, you know, so, um, so you chat with artists on, on their work. Is it the same in terms of the short stories? Uh, well, let me see. The first issue has a short story by, by me, myself and Chris. Right. Um, that's a gravity city story. Uh, we have another short story in there by a very talented writer, uh, Daniel Smith, who is a friend of ours. Um, the second issue, I don't think we have a um, short story in the second issue. Uh, but yeah, it's usually the same process, you know, just, you know, talking to writers and seeing what they have available, uh, what they're willing to license, um, you know. So it's yeah, pretty simple process. So nothing so crazy. Really good uh, uh, platform, if you will. Really good jumping off point for emerging artists and emerging writers. Yeah, yeah, I really do because I see all these things, and you can see all these things online eventually. But I want to like, yeah, I want to see in like magazine form because I think they're worth uh, being seen. You know, you have you have tons of artists out there who are amazing. A lot of times they're not seen because whether they don't just don't have the marketing resources or they're just not interested in being seen, and they're just super talented and they put their stuff out there. And uh, well, you know, there's a lot of like, you'd be amazed. There, I mean, I'm sure you know there are so many killer artists out there, just so insanely talented. It's really um, amazing so, the level of talent that is undiscovered. 
Right. As, as I know at this point in, in your life, it's, it's more on spec. You're hoping people can essentially contribute work to, uh, uh, to the magazine. Yeah, but, just give us free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, it, it begs something. Uh, when I was speaking to uh, 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 Damon Della Greca, who, uh, who created Slasher, the, uh, the first uh, app, for, for horror films, or social media app for horror film lovers. He was saying that it, things are scattered so much across the internet now that you have to find the community. And right. so, so essentially you're doing that. Yes, there are, there are, there's art and there's, there's literature all over the internet, but you're, you're basically, dare I say, you're creating a city where everyone can go to see this work. So you're giving that, right. you're making a community. Yeah, so that's what I'm hoping to accomplish is just to have like a home base for, uh, you know, for sci-fi artists. Because, I mean, it really is a sci-fi magazine, you know. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, but Dan, I'm telling you, there, there are guys out there that you'll, you'll never hear of. But they're just as good as the guys working at ILM, you know, uh, hmm. or Weta. You know, it's like, you know, if you really think about like, uh, rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen, right? Um, but think about, how, think about how many kids are like, are in their homes playing guitar, right? Just as good, if not, and they're just as innovative, but they're never going to be Eddie Van Halen, right? Because they'll never step, step foot of that zone and get a record deal or whatever. You know, how many of those people exist in the world? That's a real good point. That is a real good point. Uh, it's it's why I, I I make my cause the independent artist because there is so much talent out there to let it just die uh, is is a crime. Right, and listen, they may be happy doing that. They may not want to be popular or famous or you know, art is sacred, man. Like I don't know what to say about it. Like you know, if you know, um, you know, I'm not rich off of my art, but I love it. You know, because I need it. It's almost like a like oxygen to me, you know, and it has, it's your soul. Yeah. Right. So to me, it's just, it's super fun. If I didn't like it and it was just a drag all the time, you know, it's not easy putting together a magazine. It's not easy writing a book, you know, and this is not woe is me stuff, but it's hard work. And sometimes there is no payoff at the end of the road, but if the love for it is there, all you really need to know is that you accomplish that. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, maybe it's not so good. We got to pay bills, but, <laughs> but sometimes you get that product in your hand, um, or you see the, the final product or the finished product. And it's just, there's no describing that feeling. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, someone, you know, maybe a million people aren't going to love the magazine. Maybe 10 people are going to love the magazine, but if there's 10 people in the world that open up the magazine and look at it and get a good laugh or learn something or are just their jaw drops from like an image, uh, then that's super cool. Are you right? I mean, I don't want to sound like a hippy dippy, but um, that's just how I feel. You're not a hippy dippy. I was speaking to Don Borza. He's a, an Emmy winning producer and he's been in this business 30 plus years. And his advice was treat it like a hobby. Do it because you love right. it. Do it because you need to get this out of your soul. If someone pays for it, that's terrific. If not, you at least did it. I've heard all right, because, authors say exactly that. Because too often I see people jump into um, 
the writing industry or jump, just jump into writing with this idea, you know, not, not to sound negative, but they see other people become super famous and that doesn't happen very often, but, um, you know, they see this and they make the mistake of thinking, Oh, I can get rich off writing books. Yeah. Some people can, maybe not you, you know? Uh, so the thing is when you work two years, three years, four years, writing a novel, writing a novel or writing multiple novels, and then you get to that point where you put it out there and into the world for people to see and your dreams are not met because, you know, you don't get that movie deal, you know, overnight or million dollars. It's disappointing. It's crushing. Right. But the people who do that and, you know, they, you know, they, they, they do that and they get to the point and they're like, Oh wow. How come I'm not getting a movie deal? Like, dude, you just wrote your first book. You know, <laughs> you gotta, these things take time, but a lot of people jump off real quick because they see that it's a lot harder um, than they thought it would be. Am yeah, I rambling? I agree. <laughs> On that, it's I a rambling? lot harder people jump off. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people, you know, they, they get they get discouraged. It's like, no, you can't get discouraged. Oh, you know, most of the famous artists got their teeth kicked in on the way up, you know? So. Um, so yeah, I don't know, whatever. I'm, no. I'm probably gotten, I, I probably gotten way off the, uh, the subject. <laughs> you're exactly right. And you're saying what I have, I can't even tell you how many people from, from, from the famous to the not so famous to the wish they were famous to the don't give a shit if they're famous, uh, uh, individuals, they all say the same thing. You got to do it for the love and for the heart. And I think that's yeah. why, that's why gravity city looks the way it does, because it's obviously a labor of love right there. Um, it's, it's attention to detail, it's color, it's beauty, it's humor, it's seriousness. Like I say, who, who talks to the science officer of, of, uh, of a television series? Um, I think it's, I think it's really brilliant, uh, the direction you're going with it. Yeah. Um, also, we also have, uh, the first issue I had Paul, um, Paul, uh, from Allison, I don't know if you're an Allison Chains fan. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Are you? Do you yeah. like Allison Chains? Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so at the time when we started the magazine, I was listening to the new Allison Chains album. Mm -hmm. And at the time, they were also releasing a brand new video every month for this essentially a, a movie. It's like a movie length. But like each video is like only four minutes long. And while listening to this album, I was like, very, I was like so moved by the album. And like every month, like I said, they would release a new video. So I would follow the videos. And I was just like so like, it was like watching a Netflix series. I was so like caught up with it. And, um, you know, I eventually somehow some, some weird universal thing happened and I became friends with Paul Sloan, who's the main actor in these videos online. Um, and so, uh, you know, I took, I took, I just jumped at it. I was like, Hey, uh, you don't know me, but can I interview you for a magazine? And he was like, yeah, so through him, um, he introduced me to his director, Adam Mason, who is now working with Michael Bay on a movie called um, Songbird. Oh, okay. So Adam Mason was our feature in the second issue. So, you know, I think what they recognized was that this was like genuine shit. Like it wasn't, you know, fluff, you know, and I t handled their interviews well with respect. Um, I didn't ask them the the 
you know, the, the default questions, you know, the dummy questions. Um, I asked them about their art and I think they appreciated that, you know? Um, so yeah. And so third issue should be fun. Third issue should cool. be fun. You know, we're just going to keep that. We're going to keep that trajectory as far as how we treat our process. And, you know, it's going to change over time. That's just called, that's just evolution. So I'm looking forward to what five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten is going to look like. Yeah. She has something on HBO now, right? Isn't, isn't her thing, uh, uh, on HBO? Who? Allison Jay. No, 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 no. Allison Chains, the band. Oh, then I, oh, oh, I'm thinking of someone completely different. No, no, no. Well, her too. She's whoever that is. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Allison Chains, no, they're like a grunge band from the 90s. Oh, you're not now a grunge I guy. know who you're talking about. Okay, when you first said that, I said, oh, yeah, I know. She, she has something on HBO. She's a musician. Now I know completely who you're talking about. See, that's why you're a movie guy. I'm like a music guy. There you go. That's why. That's that Yeah, is. yeah. So we got our wires crossed. Completely. Oopsie. Oops. Well, it just means there's too many people named Alice. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so what, what else do we expect in issue three? Um, well, more fake ads. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. So it, it, it dawned on me, occurred to me too, a couple of weeks ago that we're going to the holiday season. Right. And so yeah, I'm like, duh, we'll just make it a holiday issue. So oh. this would be the first Gravity City holiday issue. It would be the inaugural Gravity City and um, holiday issue. So it's going to be ho- holiday themed. You know, it'll be probably be a little Halloween in there, a little Christmas, a little Thanksgiving. You know, it'll be. Fun. I think it'll be more lighthearted than the first two issues. You know, I think. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. Uh, <laughs> so when I get there, it may, it may tell me a whole completely different story. And that's the beauty. Sometimes you plan something out for so long and you get there. And once you get your hands on the thing, your know, hands on board, the, the actual art wants to go in a different direction. You just have to let it take you, you know. I, I, w- I was going to say for Gravity City, are we, are we expecting other holidays on this, uh, on this new world? Do they have, do they have oh my God. holidays? No, but now I guess so. Now, thanks for, <laughs> now I just stole that idea. Hey, oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Good, yeah. Good. Give me a point. Now we got to come up with a holiday. It's beautiful. I got to thanks. Now you gave me more, more work to do. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I really look forward to issue three. And I'm, I'm thrilled uh, when, when we spoke about FearCon, uh, your yeah. idea to offer issues one and two to all the ticket buyers from FearCon. Right. I think that's, that's really incredible. Uh, I hope they appreciate it. Uh, uh, I, oh, my God. They, they were jumping <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> uh, it's interesting kidding. because what you're also doing with that, um, the good old days, I, I, I spoke to Dick Dizel at one point. He's like one of the, the leading horror hosts. He's, he's, um, uh, and, and he was telling me, uh, uh, Count Bordeval, he's been, on, he's been on TV for 100 years. And he was oh. telling me that there was one time where there was a divide. The horror audience, the sci-fi audience, the fantasy audience, these were three different demographics. And you didn't mix right. I get the sensation uh, with just that gesture that you are continuing to blur those lines, that uh, it's almost H.P. Lovecraft, if you will. The, the horror sci-fi fantasy element seems to be coming together even more. Uh, yeah, listen, you know, um, this is like a weird thing with fans. 
and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to poop on fans, but sometimes there are fans that just hold on to something so like they suffocate certain genres. Oh, this can't be this. This is not, you know, it's like, shut up. Like we're just here to have fun, you know? Like, oh, well, this is not necessarily a uh, sci-fi horror. This is more like a, like, like dude, you know? Um, so, like, I know fans don't like their stuff being tampered with. They're very protective. Um, they're very purist when it comes to certain things. That's fine. Um, but when it comes to Gravity City, I wrote it to be an open world, right? I don't see myself writing hard science 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 fiction for the next three um not comics uh books maybe i want to switch it up and do a horror you know maybe i want to switch it up and do a romance so <laughs> i won't but maybe i don't know um i left it open so it's it's um it's transformative i guess i, I think it's great. and uh i gotta tell you uh uh, uh i don't think fans necessarily are holding on that tightly the fans i've met now are uh, are thrilled to transgress to other worlds and that's so, great so i think it's it's really marvelous you know when you look at some some show like lovecraft country you know yes it's a horror show but it delves so deeply into a, a piece of history that we don't know enough about and right. it has a sci-fi and fantasy element to it yeah but well, look at magical spells in it. I'm like, wow, okay. So we have a little Harry Potter in this, also. It's like yeah, yeah. Warcraft, and and I think Gravity City's uh, uh, tilting toward that also. So I think it's really. Great. I hope so. I mean, I I hope that uh, we get to share this with many people, and um, they all get something different out of it. You know, it's like okay, so like I was just about to say, X Files, right? Yep. There you go. X Files was so it was pretty much like anyone could watch it and enjoy it and follow it. Cause you had your horror elements sometimes and you had your really spaced out weird, you know, hard sci-fi stuff. And you had your lore in certain episodes. So it's kind of like that. I want it to be like putty, like easy to manage and fun to play with. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny you say that because X-Files, uh, the creator of the X-Files, uh, utilized he he remembered the Night Stalker, the TV series from the seventies, mm. and that was the right. same thing. It was this reporter who uncovers everything from vampires to one to runaway robots. So again, that's when we first started to see the the lore being blurred in every direction. Right. It's funny that you should say that because Christopher, um, my writing partner, he loves Night Stalker, and he, I I didn't know about Night Stalker uh, at all until he mentioned it to me. He's like. Like, dude, Night Stalker is a show where this guy, he just, he's like a reporter. And, and so he was someone, he's so inspired by this character that he actually has a character like that in Gravity City. So really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got this like wackadoodle reporter who's on, who's always like hunting down like leads for conspiracy theories. And, you know, um, and I gave that to him, you know, because I'm like, I can't, I couldn't deny him um, doing that right in this universe because why not it's a giant sandbox that's great so, oh i'm so happy to hear that oh i love that yeah I'm, well, I'm, I'm glad to have done this podcast so you know your people you know my people can get together and your we people, can have like a people, like a people party 
Um, yeah. Give us the website. So, so now that everyone's interest is peaked, give us the website. Where do people go to see this amazing thing right now? Um, the website is www.gravitycitynews.com. And that's pretty much the extent of our social media. <laughs> well, For now. well, we have a Facebook group if anyone would like to join. Um, and it's simple. It's just Gravity City News. Um, you search for us on Facebook. Uh, probably not anymore because Facebook blows now. <laughs> we'll that too but anyway. Well, I'm putting you yeah. on Slasher. I'm connecting you with Slasher. So there's there's a, 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 a multiple thousands member uh, fan base that really should learn about Gravity City. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and hope so, yeah. Yep, Tell I'm everybody. A member of your Facebook page. I've been on the website. Love it. Uh, can't oh, can't wait to get my complimentary issues in the mail, uh, in the email, uh, as I'm a ticket uh, the, the fear con. Uh, I think you had, don't you have issue one and two? I thought, I, didn't we give it to you? Of course you did, but you see, this is me advertising it in a more uh, energizing manner. Oh, did I, did I just blow your, I'm sorry, okay. The, the, the jury will disavow <laughs> any uh, statements made by the um, Leave it to me to ruin things. But um, I think it's really great. I'm really excited about it. I, I'm going to connect you to to the to the, the the fantastical authors I know, to the artists I know, because I really think cool. providing an amazing community. Uh, yeah, we're we're so community is a very community is a very super duper cool word because sometimes people don't want community. They want their own like little tribe, and they don't want intermingle or cross pollinate. But we we want to. We want a bigger community because we're not, you know, we're not stuck up. Right. You're also <laughs> jumping on another bandwagon. There are so many independent films out there. There is places for independent film. There, uh, even with Zoom, there is places for independent theater to flourish. Yeah. You're giving the the sci-fi, fantasy, and horror community, the writers, uh, a place for their work to flourish also. And I think that's absolutely marvelous. Yeah, and I, you know, phones more more than happy to work with us. We're more than happy to work with them. You know, it goes both ways. You know, I don't want to pull anyone's teeth. You know, um, you know, grind anyone's gears. Or I don't think uh, have to do any pulling or grinding. I think people are going to come to you. Cool, beautiful. Artie, thank you beautiful. so much. It has been great to speak to you. Uh, uh, really excited about the magazine. I'm a collector from way back, so. So the thought of a new magazine makes me happy on, on so many levels. Oh, we need, we need trading cards. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's the next thing. There has to be Gravity City trading cards. <laughs> and push toys. And then, you have to, and then you have to build a Gravity City like they did for The Prisoner. I don't know if you remember the series in the 60s, The Prisoner. They, uh, they had a contest where you can actually go to the mysterious village where the prisoner was. So now we have to build oh, wow. Gravity City. A real life like replica, like three miles long. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, thanks for giving me the time. I'll talk to you in a bit. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right. Okay. Goodbye. Ciao.